Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic. I'm here with one of my work colleagues from Iconic, Billy Ray Valentine, who does the America Unplugged show. It's been an amazing journey to work with you these last six months and what a different world we live in right now. And I know it's far worse, I think, for you guys over there than it is here in the UK. I live in a sleepy little village in the UK. To be fair, it hasn't really affected us much other than finding it slightly amusing. Um, <laughs> I think it's... And it really is. And that's, that, that's a really important thing we need to come back to later because it's different yeah. for different people in different parts of the world. And we're all arguing over what it is. But you can't argue over what it is because it's different. And there's no landing ground for this. So, Billy, welcome to the show. Welcome to Iconic. It's your home as well. We've been very proud to be working with you. Please tell me what it was like the first time you heard about the lockdown happening in New York, where you are. What were your first thoughts? Well, you know what, man, thank you for having me, by the way, and, and uh, what's up, Iconic? Uh, you know, my first thoughts when it, I knew a lockdown was coming before they announced the lockdown, right? And I, I can't take full credit for that. I had some people tell me that were, you know, that were involved in the National Guard or, or, or in the military of some sort. I'm not even sure if it wasn't the National Guard, but I had uh, somebody, uh, uh, a schoolmate of mine, uh, he was about to go and he told me exactly what was going to go down. And I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, and so I started warning people immediately about what was going to happen and, uh, you know, soft martial law. So immediately I started to prepare because I didn't know what was coming, you know, and uh, on my podcast on the Infinite Fringe, I had laid out an entire thing that uh, the government reaction was going to be way more severe than the actual virus, quote unquote, or whatever it is they've thrown upon us. Right. And um, that's what we needed to fear back then. And I think it's still what we need to fear overall. If fear is even the right word to use, I, I just think we need to be aware of what's going on. We shouldn't be afraid. We should be aware. Right. Um, so I, I started to prep immediately. I started to get food and I started to get uh, water and uh, seeds and whatever I needed to survive X amount of time. Here in New York City, I live in the Bronx. Now, I, I was told to get out by several people, but I figured if I leave, it's not going to be much different anywhere else, you know, and it is actually. So I, I was wrong on that. But um, there are lockdowns throughout, you know, almost, almost the entire United States is locked down. Uh, I would say a lot of the developed world is locked down, you know, so um, I, I didn't know what to expect. And uh, I was ready for the worst. I was ready for the worst. And I think that's how we should prepare. We should prepare getting ready for the worst. And if the worst doesn't come, then you're good either way. You know? So that's what, that's what I did as soon as I heard that that was coming down. Um, never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. Never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. But it's here. You know, something's going down. So you've got children of your own. How has it been over the last five, six weeks? I know you've struggled. It's a lot more intense where you are than it is here. And I've struggled. Gaz, we've all struggled. Jay struggled. We're struggling here. So I can't only imagine how difficult it is for you guys. How, how has it been these last four or five weeks? Well, it's, it's a big, uh, you know, a wake-up call. I love New York. I love it here. It's all I know, right? And I love the Bronx. And, and the Bronx is uh, not far away from Manhattan. Manhattan is what everybody thinks of when they think of New York City, even though there's a lot of things here in, 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 uh, in the Bronx, right? There's five boroughs to, to New York City. I love it here. Um, in these last few months, I've, and I've had this thought before, but it's been even more reinforced. It's time to go. You, you have to leave these big cities. You have to, it's a trap. 
these big cities are a trap. You know, you, you have to get out of here. It's full control, you know, full on control. I mean, openly, these people are saying what we can do and what we can't, you know, and, and um, I don't know. People still think I had a, a good friend of mine told me yesterday. He's like, um, I told him when, when it was about to go down, I still had my job. I'm, I'm unemployed as a result, right? Um, a lot of people lost their jobs here in New York. Everything is shut down. And it's not just in New York. It's all over. So I know a lot of people can sympathize with what I'm saying. But um, I told my friend, I was like, hey, listen, man, this is, this is a bio 9-11. This is, it's, it, things are never going to be the same. They're going to roll out new laws. They're going to tell us what to do, all this other stuff. And he goes, well, it's for our safety, is what he tells me. It's for our safety. So it's fine. You know, and that's the game. We've been saying this for how long? I mean, and not, not just me, you know, like everyone in this community, you, I know for a fact, David Icke, Jamie, you, know, you name them. You know, th that's the game. Safety and security. You give up the freedom. You inch it little by little, little by little. And people, I, I hate to say it, people bought into it here in New York in large part, you know, um, because, I mean, fear. Fear is what it is. These last five months have, have um, not five months, but it's been, it's been about three months here, have, have uh, really woke me up to the fact that I need to get out of here. I need to, and, and I, I probably will keep some, some type of residence here, at, but I need to go. I can't do that overnight. It's going to take some time, but I, I need to get out of here. These big cities are a trap anywhere in the world. It is a trap. It is a trap. And it's admitted that it's a trap in large part, but now it's like visible right in your face. This is, this is a trap. You got to get out. Um, my kids are here um, doing school at home, you know, uh, virtually through the computer. My, my wife is working out of the living room, you know, and uh, we're, we're, we're all here. Um, we don't go anywhere. I mean, I try to take walks with the boys you know, and, and the family outside so they can get some sun, you know, and uh, try to let them know that it, it's all good, you know, and we should be going outside. And, and this is a natural part of being human. Being indoors is not a natural part of being human. So we need to try to break that cycle. But now it's getting worse, Richard. Now I walk outside, everybody has to have a mask on. It's a, it's a directive, right? In order for me to get into a supermarket, I have to wear a mask. So if I want food, right? I have to put on this mask to go do that. If I want to get into um, one of these convenience stores to pick up toiletries, got to wear a mask. You have to do it. And now it's gone as far as everybody's wearing masks on the street, right? So I go out for a jog. This happened to me yesterday. Went out for a jog. I'm trying to stay fit. I'm trying to build up my immunity. I'm trying to lose some weight, you know, and, and uh, do things the right way, right? I think that's a lot more effective than masks and vaccines or whatever the hell else is going on. Just get your immunity straight. A lot of people died here in New York City by uh, um, uh, Latinos and Blacks uh, predominantly because I think it's our diets. We have horrible diets. And whatever went around got people. So I'm, I'm trying to, to kick all that. So I went out for a jog. And um, I go out without a mask unless I have to wear it. I don't wear it unless I have to. So if I'm going into a store, I put it on. Otherwise, it's in my pocket. One, I'm not used to it. Two, it's out of principle. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I know I can survive. I know the air isn't toxic to breathe. Well, it is to a certain degree because they've polluted it 
for <laughs> I don't know how long already, but it's nothing that I can't deal with. It's, it's nothing that God won't allow me to deal with. You know what I mean? And, and what I'm saying here is everybody's afraid of the coronavirus. So I'm running, you know, if I finished my jog, I'm walking back home. And some guy sees me without the mask and he yells at me. He's like, this is incredible. What the hell is your problem? Do you not care about anyone else? Typically, I would just walk away. Uh, and, but I, it was a bad choice on, on my part. And I, I turned around and yelled right back at him. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just kept walking. Because I would have lost this argument because so many other people would have sided with him. And it might be more than an argument. You know, people get violent. People are screaming at people on the streets. It happened to me. I've seen it happen now multiple times, but it affected me personally. Um, people don't want you to be close to them. Like, hey, you're, you're, you're not six feet away. Please go over there. You know, so um, it, that's what it's become. I am very interested in finding out. Actually, I'm not interested in finding out, but I'm, I'm going to. Um, what it's going to be like when we open up, quote unquote, and go back to work, and it's going to be um, uh, incremental. But getting on the subway, I don't know if you've ever seen a footage of a New York City subway. It is packed. Everybody's shoulder to shoulder like sardines. I'd love to see what's going to happen there. People are going to get pissed. People are going to get into fights, all types of nonsense, man. It's not good. It's mind control, what's going on here. And it's admitted at this point. Yeah, there's a couple of points that you come out with there. I was speaking to my partner. She works for the NHS. She's a dental nurse. She wears the face mask all the time. And she pointed yeah. out today, she said, it's basically every time you put the face mask on, you need to have a new one every time you wear it. Every time. Not a right. mask. Every time you need a new one. If it's, but it wouldn't affect you anyway. It wouldn't work. It doesn't make any sense. She said, it's like right. walking around with a dirty handkerchief you've had for six months strapped right. to your face. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. You're keeping the germs in yourself. So that's one point there. But for the film purposes, what you've just said there is a boiling pot, isn't it? It's a pressure pot. And not mm -hmm. just between you and the outside world. It's you on inside, your own feelings, what you know is right and what you're having to go along with you know is ridiculous. But then you've got responsibilities, your kids, you've got a... Mm -hmm. I mean, you've lost your job. How, how much more ridiculous can this get for you guys over there? I mean, I'm lucky because I work this and I was... but but my, and my partner is, is pregnant, so she was off on to maternity anyway. But, Good for you. God bless, brother. Thank you. Um, we're, we're the lucky ones. But that's why I'm doing this information with you guys, because it's so important that people look to elsewhere. How, how are you dealing with this over the last few weeks, mental health-wise, as you as an individual? Well, you know what? I want to go back to one point you made, and then I'll hit that one. Um, handkerchiefs, dirty handkerchiefs. You're absolutely right, man. And um, that's what kind of gets me about these people that are screaming at other people on the street. Because if you don't have a mask, um, they tell you, uh, put on a scarf or take your, your shirt and put it over yourself like this. That's not going to work. If this thing is what they say it is, good luck <laughs> wearing a mask. I mean, wearing a, wearing a uh, what is it, a, a, a scarf or pulling this over, it's not going to work. And then, most of these masks, and it was admitted in the beginning, they only said it was the N95s or something that were only, the only things that would work. And all it would stop is from you transmitting it to other people, not you getting it or something like that. So this is all a bunch of nonsense. You may as well just walk out breathing the air and going about your business, right? Like it, it, it's a bunch of nonsense. Now, 
um, as far as my mental health, I'm, I'm pretty blessed. I'm, I'm pretty chill and I can adapt to different situations <clears throat> fairly well, you know, so um, I'm all right, you know, and um, while all this stuff was going down, I just sat and, and took it easy and I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. You know, we started preparing and we started like getting ready. Once I fully got ready, I even, my, my, my levels of whatever came down even more. I was just like even more chill. I'm like, all right, I'm good for about six months. So <laughs> let's see what develops. You know what I mean? But um, um, I do miss my life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very busy guy nine times out of 10. You know, I, I, I had a job. I had two jobs. I had school, you know, and, um, and I had my, you know, the infinite fringe and, and iconic, you know, I was always doing something, you know, and uh, now I'm here and I'm still, I'm still have, I still have virtual school, but it's a whole different situation learning online than learning in person. I like uh, the, you know, the, the, what is it? The, the back and forth with people, the connections you make in person. There's something to be said for that. I mean, it's the natural way of doing things. And I try to lean natural in what I do, you know, and that's gone. You know, I, I haven't seen my mom in, I don't know, it's been a month, month, a month and a half. My, my, my stepfather had a stroke. You know, I, I was actually doing an interview with Jamie, with Jamie Ike for the Infinite Fringe when I was notified. And I had to stop the interview and um, go. I was going to go. And they made me not go because I was sick at the time. Now, I never get sick, man. You know, <laughs> I don't get sick. So I wasn't afraid of anything. You know, I'm still not, by the way. But, you know, people were telling me, you know, it's, it's, it's you, you know, it's your mind. It's, I'm like, no, 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 man. I, I don't get sick. I don't. I haven't, I haven't been sick with a fever in 12 years, I want to say. It just hadn't happened. One moment to the next, I just got sick. You know, and um, I was battling a fever for about three days. And in between that time, I was doing an interview with Jamie. And, and, and so they did not let me go to the hospital to go take my stepfather. We dropped him off and we haven't seen him since. We can't go see him. I got a report the other day. It's two days ago that uh, he was crying because he can't see any of us, you know, and, and, um, and he doesn't know what's going to go down. My mom is, is a wreck. Right. He, he actually had a fever at one point and they thought it was COVID. They tested him. He came back negative. Um, but uh, the stroke is, is it's his third stroke and he can't walk, you know, now. And he can talk, but it's, you know, barely, you know, he, he, he's starting to communicate with us, but uh, he wants to come home. He wants to see people. I don't think he quite understands what's going down right now. And, and we can't. They, they do not allow us to go in there. So literally. We dropped them off at the hospital. I didn't. I didn't go. But um, my mom dropped them off, and that is it. That is it. We haven't seen him since. And he's been moved to two facilities. He's at a nursing home now. Now, a lot of people that have died, quote-unquote, from COVID, um, or quote-unquote COVID, I should say, um, a lot of them come from nursing homes. There's a lot of very old people, you know, um, and it's affecting them hard. I'm in the Bronx, you know. This isn't exactly the healthiest uh, place in the world, you know, um, especially for, uh, for what's supposed to be the richest country on earth. Um, 
So it's a concern. You know, it's a concern. So yeah, the things have gone all over the place. Luckily, I've been able to, and I have nobody to thank. I mean, I have a, I have only God to thank for my state of mind because I'm pretty chill about things and I'm just trying to see what develops. I, I, I want to see what happens with these vaccines moving forward. And I'm trying to figure out a way that I can push back just a little bit, you know, just, just do something to try to spread awareness and try to, you know, preserve humanity's right to of ownership of their body you know, ownership over yourself and not want to be injected with things, you know, and uh, this is becoming harder and harder as time goes on. And the plan is to, to have worldwide vaccinations for every person living. And this has been the plan for a long time. And you know this, I know this. And this is what they're going to follow through with, man. This is what they want. God knows what the hell is in these vaccines. I don't care if the vaccine is 100% legit. If I don't want it, I shouldn't have to have it. Plain and simple. But thank the Lord I'm all right. Um, my family's all right. My kids are doing well. They're, they miss school, but they enjoy waking up a little later, you know? And uh, <laughs> we, watch, we watch movies at night sometimes, you know, like, uh, and, and, you know, we, we try to play some board games. We make the most of it. You know, I, I actually have today, um, we're going to plant some stuff. I, I, bought, I bought seeds and I bought soil a while back, and I was supposed to do this weeks ago, and, and it keeps getting pushed off. But today we're going to do it, you know, so um, I'm looking forward to doing that, you know, and, and learning new skills. I need a haircut badly. Um, so and I know I'm always wearing a hat, so you wouldn't know the difference. But um, but uh, I, I got to get some clippers and I'm going to try it myself. What the hell? Let's see how let's see what develops, you know. So, I mean, that's what we've been doing here. We're good overall. Besides the exception, besides, you know, what's going on with my stepfather. And that's very concerning. Other than that, we're, we're waiting it out and everybody has a good state of mind. We're chilling. Thank the Lord. That's not the same for everyone. Of course, people are dealing with it a lot differently, but I've been all right. And I thank the Lord for that. Thanks for asking. No, but it's just really good to hear because I, I know it must be really hard for you guys being over there. Very, very different from over here. Um, and it's bad enough over here to try and deal with this. Um, knowing what you know, doing the work that we do, um, having the research, the information in our head. I've said this to Jay, said this to everyone I've interviewed for the film. This situation is different for us than it is for the person who watches the news, the layman person who doesn't understand any of this agenda 2030 and this project for the new American century, quiet weapons for silent wars. If you don't have any of that information in your head, this is a very different looking scenario to them. How have you dealt being around people that don't have that information in their head? Because I found it quite frustrating because I see everything completely yeah. different. It's almost like when you read the Bible, the Talmud, the Torah, the different levels. We're at a different level of understanding of what's going on. How have you found that situation? Well, you know what? That's the story of my life. And I think it's the story of your life, you know? And, um, you know, we, we, we go around living in that manner. You know, we see things just a little bit differently. Um, it's been a mixed bag, I got to tell you right now, because a lot of people, and that's the silver lining. It's the silver lining that we should pay attention to. A lot of people are waking up, and maybe this is by design. We have to keep that in mind. These people are very smart, the controllers, right? These evil geniuses that are doing whatever they're doing. They anticipated, or I, I feel like they've anticipated the awakening, right? There's, there's going to be an awakening. People are, are going to wake up and say, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not free. 
wait a minute, you know, like, what, what do you mean I can't go to work? I mean, what do you mean I can't open my business? What, what, what do you mean I have to stay home? So there's been a lot of that. And there's been a lot of people that know what I do, but don't necessarily subscribe to what I do. They've given me calls and told me, hey, what's going on? What's going to happen? <laughs> you know? And um, the key there that, that I would tell people is, is, you know, some people have a tendency to say, ah, I told you so. Don't say that. You're going to alienate people. You're going to alienate people. Just try to help. Try to help. So when someone says, what do I do? I'm like, Here, here's what I'm doing. And um, hopefully you can take some of that and apply it to your life. And hopefully it works out. I'm here if you need me. How can I help you? You know, make them know that you're genuine and, and, and that you're not, it's not the I told you so game. And I could have done that with so many people at this point. You know, my cousin hit me up the other day and she's, she was making masks for people, for the family. She started making them. And, uh, and she tells me, she's like, do you need some masks? I'm like, no, 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 I don't need a, I don't need a mask. She's like, don't be proud. I'll get you some masks. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not the case. I, I have a ton of masks. She's like, how'd you get masks? I'm like, I've had them for years in preparation for something like this. And she just stayed shy. And she's just like, she's like, do you have a bunker somewhere? I'm like, no, I don't have that money. Otherwise I'd bring you along, you know? But, um, but there is that element. People are, are coming around and they're seeing that, all right, something's up and the world isn't exactly how I've been told it is, right? There is that other side of it though. I have many friends that are just going right along with the line here, right along with it. And I see it because it happened to me on 9-11. I went right along with the line. So I know, I, and, and I can sympathize. I can understand why they would go right along with the line. Because I've been there, you know, but they're not trying to hear it. You know, they're like, oh man, it's safety first, safety first, stay away from me. I'm staying home, stay, you know, my mom is, is kind of like that. And I, I can understand, I, you know, she's, she's a little bit older. She's not super old, but she's a little bit older. And then she has a situation with my stepfather. So I can understand, you know, she's like, don't go out, you know, um, try to stay in. If they, they find out I go for jogs, they'd lose it. What are you doing? Get back in, you know? So, so there is that. Um, I try to, especially here in New York, I don't know how it is around the world, but especially here in New York, it's so touchy. You've got to really watch what you say. So I, I try to dance around the subject and feel the person out before I start telling them, hey, maybe you should take a look at uh, Event 201 or, or you know, uh, let's look at the numbers here and uh, what's actually happening, you know. And, you know, so you, you have to really dance around because people get very sensitive. In particular, here in the Bronx, people have died. So they don't want to hear it, you know. Um, so th those are my two views of this. I, I am happy with the silver lining. I, I am happy that people are waking up. Whether it's by design or not, it doesn't matter. We have people that are waking up to the grand scheme of things, to what's actually going down. They might not have the full picture, and none of us do. But, but they're closer to the light than they, were, than they were before. And that is a gift from God. I'll take it every time. Yeah, it's, it's the, the Leonard Cohen song, isn't it? And there's cracks in this and that's how all the light gets in. And that's why I see, I've started to see this. This is yeah. a complete crack in that perpetual work, sleep, 
thing, that cycle is broke. And that's yeah. the one benefit of this. People can have a look now. Um, <laughs> over here, we've got a thing where every Thursday, it's the most bizarre mind control thing I've ever seen. Over here, <laughs> they go out. About. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? They go out <laughs> in the street, did it last night, and they clap for the NHS it, on yeah. their doorstep. I've never seen anything like this. I, I clearly haven't done it. My, my, my um, fiance, um, she works in the NHS. Mm. But we do, I'm not going to be told to go out and clap in, in the street because I'm a fucking adult and I don't want to. <laughs> but what it's amazingly done is the person who doesn't come out of the house and clap, the rest of the street can see who hasn't come out of their house. Now that is a com- incredibly <sighs> nefarious psychological <sighs> program to put on people. That's a police state. Now talk to me about these sort of things, these sort of things they're putting in, 5G's going up, you can't go walk here, you can't go walk there. The police state's coming in. Tell me what you understand about the police state and how it, I think ours is nowhere near where yours is. You've got guns on the streets here. Ours isn't like that, but ours is more psychological here. Um, talk to me about the police state that they're ushering in while we're all sitting in our living rooms watching the telly. Well, the psychological part is, is, is the biggest part of it all, right? They can lock you down physically all day long, right? If you know you're a slave, you're in a better part than everyone else because at least you know, right? So hard slavery and soft slavery. Hard slavery is in a way a lot better than soft slavery because soft slavery, you're not even aware that you're a freaking slave. How the hell are you going to get out of that? How the hell are you going to get out if you think you're free? How's that going to happen? When you know you're a slave, then you rise up. It's happened historically. It doesn't work. They lose every time, every time. And that's what's going on here. A lot of people are realizing that they're slaves. Good. Realize it, right? The police state is uh, something that's been going down here for a long, long, long time, right? Cable boxes had little... Um, microphones that would listen to you. All the televisions we got in here, they all have the capability to listen to you and send information back. They're smart TVs, right? Smartphones, got an iPhone, it's an iPhone 11. I leave it home when I'm running because it tracks me. (laughs) Admittedly, admittedly, because they want to know if you're six feet away from people and they track it through your phone, right? They say you got to download an app and all this other stuff. I, I'm, I know they can do it just like this. I know they can. So what the hell, right? The police state is strong. And the thing is, it's the same principle with COVID-19, security for freedom. This is convenience for freedom. It's been done for a long time now. The convenience of having things. And, and then you have to move along with the times, right? You can't, you can't go to work now and not be in front of a computer that has the internet. And the internet is a beautiful thing. I wouldn't be talking to you otherwise. But there's two sides to every coin. Have we gone too far on the technology um, end of things, which is ultimately our handcuff? And I know this might sound extreme to people, but it's the truth. These are our handcuffs is all of this electronic uh, uh, nonsense that we have around, uh, 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 around us. 
the internet of things, right? That's what they're, that's what they're talking about. And 5G is the soul of the internet of things. Once 5G pops off, everything else comes into play. Everything else goes live. Everything else becomes connected, right? Your refrigerator will tell on you. You know, that's just the way it's going to go down. So we're building this prison for ourselves. Well, now I don't want to say we're, but this, this prison is being built for us and we're walking through the door willingly. Okay, this, this, this looks good. Let's, let's do this. Same principle with the cities. I, I can walk outside and get a slice of pizza at 2 a.m. Not anymore, but I used to be able to do that. You know, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. You can always find something to do, but is it really the best way to do things? Does it put you in the best position for survival and freedom overall? It does not. It does not. And uh, this whole electronic grid that's being built around us with 5G and the Internet of Things, this is a technocratic takeover. This is what I believe ultimately this to be. The people that made these projections for COVID-19, they were technocrats, man. They sit there in front of their computers and, and, and make freaking... Uh, projections that were so far overblown that even I, me, okay, I was able to see. Little old me was able to see. I'm like, that's never going to happen. You know, I'm like, we're never going to reach that level ever. Not on this, not on, not on this virus. No, it's not going to happen. What they're going to do is they're going to say, oh, social distancing, lock people down, and then they're going to take credit for it not happening because of the measures that they put in. Very simple. That's the game. Who comes up with these statistics and we keep, we keep um, um, subscribing to them over and over again? You know, like, I mean, and this is what the takeover is. It's these technocrats that are to fully take. Bill Gates is a technocrat. That's what he is. How did Bill Gates become the leader of the free world? I, I think this dude is literally the, the main, as of this moment, he's the main henchman for, for, for the new world order elite. He is the, the face of it. He is what George H.W. Bush used to be at this point. It's, it's Bill Gates. He's telling us what to do with our bodies. The man makes freaking computers, and he didn't even do that. He stole the freaking software back in the day. Just bought a $43 million home. Just bought it because he's, he knows he's going to get a ton of money back from all these vaccines that he's going to administer on people. The police state is real, and it's been real for a long time. People even know it now. People cover up their cameras on their phone. People turn off Alexa. I mean, they buy it and they put, I have an Alexa right here. I got one for Christmas. It's just, I, I never hooked it up. It's just sitting there. But it listens to everything you do and reports back. And then it learns about you. It's crazy. We are openly walking through the door of our own prison. That's what's going down. So I'm just going to shut this window because someone started saying they're low there with me. Yeah, man. That's better. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I can't argue with any of that. And I don't want to. I mean, it's, it's spot on. We've been, the prison has been built around us for many, many years now. The psychological, physical prison. With the 5G that's going to come in. We just made a, a documentary about 5G millimeter ways. Yeah. People don't understand that they're going to become a thing within the internet of things. You've got this ID 2020. Exactly. You are going to be a thing, whether you like it or not. Do you think there's still a, just before I move on to that, because I want to do a whole section about this stuff, technocratic stuff. Do you think that even though these people are stuck in their house, they can't go out, 
when they go out, they have to be wary of what they're doing. It could not be more more obvious they live in a prison police state. There's still a great number of people that don't want to accept it. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, I mean, by accept it, you mean that they don't want to realize in their head that they're slaves or that they don't want to accept the, okay, that's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, um, the majority are still like that. Um, not even a clue that they're slaves. They're, they think it's being done for their security, for their well-being. It has to be done. It has to be done. I've, <clears throat> I have a very good friends, very smart people that I'm going back and forth with that are um, pro the lockdown. I said, what else are they going to do? I said, really? Does it really make sense to do something? He's like, what else are they going to do? They had to do it. They had, so we're still, there's still a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are waking up, but there's still, there are way more people that are still buying into this. But it's incremental, it's time, it's baby steps. And this was a big jump. This was not a baby step, what happened here with this quote unquote virus and what happened here with these lockdowns. This is literally a huge jump in, uh, in the overall agenda, checking off so many boxes, right? Um, still people aren't there, but they will be. They will be, everybody will be. It's prophetic. It's, people are gonna see it because they can't deny it when it slaps them in the face. And that's the issue. And it's the issue with our community too. And it's been the issue with me. It's not just, I'm not, I'm not sitting on some high horse. Until it comes knocking on my freaking door. Then I'm like, oh, you know. Until, until, until they knock down, they knock down the towers in front of my face and I didn't get it, man. <laughs> I didn't understand. I just went along with it. You know, but once, once it becomes real serious and you're like, okay, I, I see. I see what's going on. So it's going to be inevitable whether they want to admit it or not. They're going to have to. When you, go to the, when you go to the hospital and they tell you, hey, listen, you have cancer. You can deny it all you want. It's not going to change the fact of the matter. And when you start getting sick, you'll be like, okay, um, I guess I have cancer. You know, I guess I got to do something about this. So that's the state that humanity is in right now. It's, it's, they, they have cancer and they're in a massive state of denial. But uh, eventually, there's no room for denial. I mean, the, the sad part about this is, man, it's, it's time to put the big boy pants on, man. And, and I don't, I don't, I wish it weren't that way. I mean, not that we haven't put our big boy, big boy pants on, but I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's the real deal now, you know, like it's time. So we're going to be forced to, to a position where we have to act. We have to act. And we've been acting in this community. We have, but we're going to have to step it up. You know, and it's a harsh reality to, to uh, subscribe to because I love doing, you know, worldly things like going out into a restaurant and eating and not caring about whatever else is going on or going to a movie theater, you know? you know, and just chilling and all of that stuff will come back, but it's going to come back at a price. It's going to come back at a price and maybe not initially, but hey, man, they're already talking about a second wave of whatever. All right. They, they, they might have us locked down seasonally now. A seasonal lockdown. Oh, it's November. Get in your home. You know, like it's a real possibility here. You know, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but it, it's our responsibility to push back on this. And continue to push back on this. And that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah, it really is. 
it's time to grow up and take responsibility. And this is the other thing that I've, I've noticed. People don't want to take responsibility for their own sovereignty. They are willingly allowing their privileges, um, their civil rights, their rights to be repackaged as privileges. What are your take? What is your take on that? That your rights are now overnight become privileges that you have to earn. It's been incremental. This isn't new. You know, this isn't new. Uh, they've they've been quote unquote privileges for a long time. You know, when when they say you know water, water is not a human right. You know, I think it was the guy from Nestle that said, you know, it's it's not it's nonsense. That's nonsense. I don't subscribe to uh, healthcare isn't a human right. I think that's a bunch of nonsense. It absolutely is. And it's our duty to help free. Okay. I think people should get paid. Absolutely. All right. And I don't want to get into a whole political thing about this. All right. But healthcare and life is something completely different and it is a right. It's a right. Okay. Um, People have been uh, uh, giving these things up and making them privileges for a long time. This is nothing. So now they're going to be great. People are, see, this is, the, this is the way the game works, right? They, it's problem, reaction, solution, right? We're, we're sitting here on Iconic. David, Ike, we, we know the deal. It's what it is, right? And, and so they, they made everybody scared of this thing, right? They made everybody panic. People are, people are they certainly are, at least here in New York, they are. Right. But um, the, the mass overreaction, which was planned. So an, an overreaction lends itself to say that it was accidental. This wasn't accidental. This was a planned overreaction. So lay it out there like that. But it was a mind game. And people are going to willingly give their rights in order to get their security. Right. They're going to willingly give up their rights to get their security. They're going to they're, they're gonna want to, they're going to assume these things are privileges. That's, that's part of the mind game. That's part of what's going on. They're just going to assume going to the movie theater is a privilege or, or just stepping out of your home is a privilege. Wait till you see what happens when we finally um, uh, uh, roll this back. And it will. They're going to roll it back because it's all a mind game. It's all a mind game. They're really screwing with us here. I don't know what the end game is, but I know when I'm being worked, I'm being worked. Wait till that thing, wait till this happens. Everybody's going to go nuts. People are going to be really happy that it's happening, you know, but this is part of the game. This is part of the work. If that makes any sense to you. It makes total sense. That's the way it's done. That's where abuse over time is done. Um, okay. Let's, let's move on to now to 5G, these technocratic technologies that are coming out we're all stuck indoors they're whacking up 5g millimeter wave technology um poles everywhere all over the world what why is 5g so important and what is their end game with that as in terms of transhumanism oh wow um well we know the deal with transhumanism right and, and all right here's my deal with this whole thing and and i've said this many times before and uh, a lot of people call me puritanical I think we've long passed the line. There was, there's a line that we needed to follow, that we needed to stay true to between the artificial and the natural, right? And uh, we've long passed that line. We are way down in the artificial road. If it was to scale, it'd be tipped all the way to the artificial at this point. 
And what we're doing is we're continuing to, to, to accumulate rocks on that side. It's digging into the ground at this point, and the, and the natural is way up here because it's so far out of balance, so far out of balance. And it's, it's, it's the cause of many disease. Some would make the argument it is the cause for this quote-unquote COVID-19, right? It's, it's, the, it's definitely the cause of, of many cancers, of, uh, of uh, many tumors, so many different things that this artificial lifestyle that we're living has, has created for us, right? And we trade that in for convenience. We trade that in for convenience. That's the sad part. It might have started with the Industrial Revolution. Listen, the thing is here, what we're doing is, is it's a knockoff. It's, it's a bootleg of actual reality. We have all of these things at our disposal already. Everything we needed to survive on this planet, not only survive, to thrive on this planet is here already. It was here given to us already by the creator. Believe that if you want. It's absolutely true. We have food, everything. There's, there's Buddhist monks that can turn their body temperature up and down. Okay, this is scientific freaking fact. We have no idea what we can do with our bodies and our brains. And we're pawning it off. We're outsourcing. We're outsourcing our abilities to the artificial and thinking that that's the only way we can do what we're doing now. And it's killing us because it's not right. It's not natural. It's killing us. We don't know what we're screwing with. 5G is not natural. 4G is not natural. 3G is not natural. It doesn't matter. Go down the freaking line. It's just not the way to go. It's killing people, and it's proven that it's killing people. It's just it. We shouldn't be doing it, but I mean, I still have a cell phone here because I got to survive, right? I mean, I guess I can, I can, I can get a, a, a flip phone. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should, right? But there's only a certain degree. I live in New York City. I'm, I'm getting bombarded in a, in a soup of this crap 24-7. That's it. You know, and so that's another reason to get out of the cities. But eventually, it's going to go any, everywhere. I mean, they're talking about bubble cities. I don't know if you heard about this. They're talking about making bubble cities. That way, nothing gets in. It's completely pure, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, no viruses, no nothing. And, uh, of course, you're going to have to have 8,000 vaccines to live there. That's what this is going to become. At least that's where, they're, that's where they're trying to go. You know, so 5G is, is a very important part of all of this. You know, people, some people tend to downplay it. We don't need it, first off. We don't need 5G. Right? They're making us think we do. And the governments of the world, Trump says we want 6G to compete with China. Right? Because we have to compete. We have to stay up. We don't need any of this crap. But these people are, are feeding it out of greed, for one. And if you want to go even deeper, eugenics is a real deal. It's not a conspiracy theory. This has happened in the past under that name, eugenics. Bill Gates was, was instrumental in all that stuff. And Bill Gates' family trying to kill people, right? Because they didn't have the right genetic makeup or whatever. Whatever kind of racist crap they came up with. It's not cool. And now you got Ray Kurzweil and all these people trying to live forever. You know, the transhumanist movement. And you know what? And it's going to be the same way, Richard. And, and I'm not going to be able to blame people because 
if, if your liver is failing, they're going to create an artificial liver for you and give it to you. And you're going to take it because you don't want to die. You've got, you got responsibilities, you know, or something's wrong with your arm. Let's give you a mechanical arm. It's going to be dope. You're going to be able to lift so many things and do so many different things. That's already happening. And Elon Musk has openly said, in order for the human race to survive, it needs to merge with machine. That is not human. They're doing away with humanity. <laughs> it's the end game here. That is the actual end game, if we want to talk about it, is the elimination of the human race, of the essence of what it is to be human, the spark of God. If you're not religious, the spark of nature, the spark of evolution, whatever you think it is, that is what they're trying to eliminate and replace it with an artificial creation by man itself. And it's not going to work. It is not. They're saying that, that people will, will live forever one day, that, uh, that uh, their consciousness will be transferred to another body or to a, a, a robot being or something like that. Listen, we've lived to see a lot of things. You and I, Richard, seen 9-11. We're seeing the lockdown of the world, you know, in soft martial law. And we're going to live to see a bunch more, Lord willing. Okay. We will never, ever, mark my freaking words, if, there, if there's anything you're going to take out of what I'm saying right now, it's this. We will never see consciousness transferred into a different being. It'll never happen. First off, we don't even know what consciousness is, all right? Second, we don't have that power. We don't, all right? You can transfer, you can transfer uh, uh, the way a person thinks, patterns. You can transfer personality traits. You can make a person look like they used to, like, like you can make a, a clone that maybe looked just like, Rich, like Richard Willett. At the end of the day, it's not Richard Willett. He might act and look and sound like Richard Willett. But it's not Richard Willett. It's something else. It's something else. That essence will never be transferred. And that's the silver lining of all of this. They're going to freaking fail. <laughs> there, is, there is no way around it. What they want to do, there are many things that the human race can do. I believe we can do way more than what we're currently doing with our bodies. But if there's one thing that we can't do, is transfer consciousness. We don't even know what the hell it is. We don't know where it comes from. We, don't, we have no idea. Good luck. Good luck trying to do it. And that's their end game. So ultimately, they will lose. That's just it. And you come up with a, a very good point. I was speaking to Wayne McCroy uh, only yesterday. We did an interview the day before together. Um, <laughs> these people seem to be terrified of death. They, don't see, they want to transfer their consciousness to a, another alternative um, version of their body, AI consciousness, an alternative world. They want to escape death. Now, anyone who's got looks at any common sense understands that we already transcend consciousness. We already we don't die. We came in, we go out. We we are forever. We are eternal. Consciousness is eternal. I think we all innately know that. They innately know that. But why are they so scared of death? Are they trapped in a loop? Are they, are they going to have to pay for what they've done? Because I'm not scared of death. I never have been. And I've actually physically died three times. I've actually been pronounced dead three times. I've never been scared of death. 
are more scared of life sometimes. The, the point is, why are they so scared of death? And they would not be doing this if they didn't know how powerful we were, thus being terrified of us. They're terrified of us. What is your take on, on that sort of scenario? They don't understand what the hell it is they are, or maybe they're not even what we are. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's a real possibility. It's a real possibility. People, this is part of the work. We've been put in this box and we're allowed to travel within the box pretty far because the box is pretty big. So people think they're thinking outside the box and you're not. You're still thinking inside that box. No, 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 no. Aliens don't exist, you know, (laughs) outside entities. No, no, no. I don't know what these people are. They're afraid of something. Maybe when they die, they don't come back. I'm not afraid of death. Do I want to die? Absolutely not. I still have kids to raise, right? But am I afraid of it? No, I'm not. I'm not in in any way, shape or form, right? I I have a, a relationship with God. It's true to me, you know? I have that relationship. I know what I'm capable of. I know that I'm severely underachieving what I can do with my body, but I know that I know I can do it, which is a step further than most. We've, we've devolved as humans, in my opinion, for a long, long time. They talk about the evolution of humans. I think we've fallen, actually, is what's happening to us. It's, it's a de-evolution. Um, these people are clearly afraid of dying. One, you can make the argument that they just don't have the connection with God, right? They're, they're completely satanic uh, and, uh, and they're under, you know, it's, it's uh, we've entered, um, we've left the age of, uh, what is it, uh, um, of Jupiter, right? It's, it's supposed to be Saturn now. Saturn is, has taken over and that's the satanic energy, the energy of discipline, the energy of, uh, of dictatorial rule. And that's what we're seeing now, you know, um, these people might subscribe to Satan, something that's not resonating with uh, being eternal, you know, and that's why they're so afraid of it. Because otherwise you've got nothing to be afraid of. It's a part of life. There is no life without death, you understand? So they can't be alive if they don't die. That's, that's, that's the definition of life. If you're alive, you could die. It's, there's the yin and the yang. There's two sides to everything. It's, it's like the world was created. It's a binary world. There's the sun. There's the moon. There's fire. There's water. There's man. There's women. There's life. There's death. It has to happen. It's a cycle. To break the cycle is unnatural. Why these people uh, want to break the cycle? They want to live forever and be robots? I don't understand. Why, why, I wouldn't want to be a robot. I want to be a human. Human is great. You know, and, and, I, and I want to be able to explore what it is I can do with my brain. You know, and, and, and what it is I can do with my body. And we can do extraordinary things, Richard. We can. And uh, maybe, you know, I I mean, ultimately, I don't know. It's all speculation. I don't know why they don't want, they want to live forever on this plane. I I really don't know. But I can only guess that their connection with reality is so far off that even that is artificial for them. 
And this is why they clothe themselves in, in artificial things. This is a great place to go on to the next question then is um, everybody asks, who are they? Who are these? I mean, I, to me, I have my own feeling and my own understanding of that. They're not clearly not at different levels human. Right. I don't have any, any grimes about that anymore. These are clearly don't display any ounce of humanity. So I have no problem worrying about them being human. Um, they might be in human form, but they don't have humanity because they don't have compassion, love, caring, guilt, shame. They don't have any of these things. So they're not human. That's what makes someone human. It's it. So they're not human. Um, there's this bloodline, the Holy Grail bloodline that goes all the way back to Atlantis, Lou, Lumeria. And I'm not afraid to go to this point because I think we need to start accepting this fucking thing. Absolutely. Let's start, stop being children and start accepting. Talk about it. Right. There clearly is another type of race here on this planet who's willing to kill off billions of humans to stay ahead and control people. To me, that's inhumane. They're not human. Let's talk about the families and the bloodlines behind the Trumps, the Rothschilds, I'm sorry, the Trumps, the Boris Johnsons, <laughs> the ones that don't actually do, do anything in the world. There is a system and there is a core behind this. And still to this day, people en masse can't get past the fact that there's 20 levels above the president in clearance. There is more than that above Boris Johnson in security clearance. There are people above the president. There are people above the prime ministers all over the world. Who are these people in your opinion? And do you think there's an element of off world control here? Because it certainly fucking appears to be, and it's time to stop dicking about with this. I think at a bare minimum, Richard, what we, you know, at a bare minimum, right? If we're, I, I'm, I'm all for venturing off into the off world uh, influence, you know, and even as a Christian, what do you think God is? God isn't of this world. So if you, if, if you believe in God, there, there are other, you know, um, off-world influences, right? I mean, it's just the way it is. But at a bare minimum, I would say that these people, and by these people, the ruling elites, people don't want, don't want to call them elite. For the, I mean, they're not elite, but for, the, for lack of a better term, I will use that because people know what I'm talking about when I say it. You know, we can call them whatever you want to call them. You want to call them pieces of crap, whatever. These people... Um, at a bare minimum, are mentally retarded. Something is wrong, right? And you can make the argument that, uh, you know, these people used to inbred, you know. The, the Darwin and, and, and all these, they, they, they used to, you know, have their families uh, have sex with each other and, and produce babies because they thought that'd be a better way and, they, and they'd produce uh, more intelligent humans that way. It turned out to be completely the other way around. These people are inbreds. You know, at, at a bare minimum, there's something wrong. There's something missing. That's just at a bare minimum. Um, I, can, I can certainly get down with uh, an off-world influence here. I can, I can certainly go there. Um, something is, is seriously different about these people. And, and even, even uh, so I, I want to keep going back to the bare minimum just because people that aren't ready to go um, and we're going to go there. But people that aren't ready to go to, to the off-world stuff, listen. Someone that doesn't have compassion, there's something wrong. Someone that doesn't care about We are built to care for each other, to depend on each other. Someone that doesn't have that, something's off. 
do you, do you want to say that that it's a, it's a it's a mental retardation thing or or genetic thing or or is it just something completely different? We can we can explore all of that, but something is certainly off there. And these are the people that are in control, and that's why they're in control. The normal human being isn't seeking this type of control. We just want to live our lives. You know, I want, I want to go see Richard and I want to shake his hand and I'm like, yo, let's go get something to eat and let's go, I don't know, catch a concert and I don't know, do, do, do whatever. You know, let's go have fun. Let's, let's, let's try to, you know, improve our situations and improve everyone's situations around us. These people don't think that way. They're selfish. It's selfish to, a, to, a, to the umpteenth level, right? They, they, they don't care about anyone else but themselves. And, and this is why they need to be compromised in order to even get to a level where, where, where they're trusted. Because the only way you're going to get these people to do what they want you to do is by compromising them. Hey, listen, I got this on you. Remember that. Now go ahead and do what it is I want you to do. That's why all these people are involved in pedophilia and all this other crap, jerking off in coffins, skull and bones, all this nonsense. That's why. And they confess everything. Everybody knows everything about everyone because they need a way to control each other because ultimately they'll stab each other in the back, left and right. These are not human characteristics. So if you want to say that they are just uh, mentally retarded in some way, shape or form, I can buy that. If you want to talk about the off of planet influence, I can buy that too. All right. If you want to talk about dimensional influences that's the one i subscribe to the most you know i think uh i think something else is going on with these people you know and uh i always go back to the movie monsters inc because it's freaking genius on so many different levels I, i could sit back and watch it with my kids and my kids would enjoy the hell out of it and i'll enjoy it on a very basic level but then when you start looking at it it's like man Fear, right? They, they, I don't know if you've ever seen Monsters, Inc. If you haven't, you need to go watch it. They power the entire city on fear. So monsters come out, they scare the little kids. Little kids scream, boom, energy. There's an energy transfer there because fear is energy. Happiness is energy. Calmness is energy. Everything we do gives off energy, everything. So. The monster scares the kid, comes out of the closet. There's a monster in the closet, scares the kid. Kid loses it, starts screaming. Fear, boom. And they, they, they are able to uh, recharge their quote-unquote batteries with this fear. Power their cities with the energy of fear. Then they found out that laughter has a much higher frequency. It's a beautiful freaking film. You know, so... They come in afterwards and, you know, they make the kids laugh and the, the laughter boom and everything goes up because love resonates higher than everything else. It's just the way it is, you know. So ultimately, we're going to end up winning, bottom line. But are we being used as batteries? That's a real possibility that we need to look at. It's not crazy. People, people sit there and they're like, oh, man, that, that's, that's wild. No, 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 no. You're still living in that box that they made for you. As, much, as smart as you think you are and as developed and evolved and sophisticated as you think you are, we're still in that box. I'm still in the box to a certain degree. 
I just, I can see a light. I'm like, well, maybe there might be something else out there, you know, that's typical. That's, that's basically the way it's going down, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that we're being used somehow. Why, how else do you explain all this fear that's going on? How else do you explain it, man? Why? We're, that's not us. That's not what we do. People don't, we're not going to war. It's our government's going to war. We're not polluting this place 24-7 the way, that, I mean, well, we, we play our part in it, but it's largely because of the system that's been placed upon us. This isn't us. This is something else. Yeah, it's the fear thing is, is a massive thing. People don't realize we're, we're electromagnetic, we're electromagnetic beings. Everything we do physically is electromagnetic. It's we will be connecting 5G connected to ourselves, our sweat ducts anyway, regardless of any extra technology, we take that in at 60 gigahertz. It actually affects the oxygen flowing around the body. Thus, you're going to affect the moon system, the immune system. Then you're going to get ill. It's not fucking rocket science. It actually isn't rocket science. It's just normal science. It's, that's a fact. We're electrical, electromagnetic beings. Therefore, everything we do gives off a frequency. Our base frequency is six to seven hertz for us to feel fairly normal. They're messing with this, all these different frequencies as well. These people resonate on a different frequency and fear has been proven to resonate a frequency out. That has been proven even in the early 70s, back in places like the Montauk Project. They could use and extract fear out of people to actually change the weather. It's not hard to find these things. Fear basically is a virus in itself and that's the true virus here. The mainstream media have got blood on their hands. They have perpetuated fear throughout the world. They've taken something that's tiny and magnified the fear a billion fold. They have blood on their hands. In my opinion, the mainstream media have been the most disgusting thing that's happened in the last 100 years here. And they're basically the Levites of the modern day. They're the guys in the middle that change the narrative of the story to scare the shit out of you so you will perpetuate fear back into the system that lives off fear that creates the world that you're stuck in as you said monsters inc showed it on such a basic level that even children can understand what's going on it's a fear-based system we're electromagnetic beings. i just did an interview with dr robin kelly over in new zealand <coughs> we stood in a circle four of us he had a um he had a uv light on in one hand we stood in a circle all held, held hands and the uv light glowed up glowed up we weren't even linked. It's a beautiful the thing. Light, the light glow, because we were sharing electricity. It's not that hard to understand. We are electrical beings are putting a frequency, a microwave, a millimeter wave frequency around us is going to affect us on so many different levels of our health, our mental health, physical health, our understanding of the world, our ability to think, ability to communicate is going to be trapped. The big symbol that you talked about there is the box. Now, what do they pray at? in Jerusalem, they go around a black box. It's the black fucking box. We're stuck in a black cube. We live within a black cube. And we go round and round and round in the black cube. That's what we're trapped in. And these beings Double, yeah. know that. They know that. That's what we are. The black box is also something they put in, put in um, planes to capture all the data. We are right. stuck in a swamp of corrupt data, as you say. We're in a corrupt program. Regardless what anyone thinks, the program's corrupt but we're uncorruptible if we don't buy into the illusion. And I feel like you say right now, 
to end it we're right at a point now of people are starting to see the program for what it is and these other beings and i agree with you i think they're they're connected to a different software system or a different computer system right they're a different operating system they don't operate on the same system we are call that god consciousness whatever you want to we're from two different operating systems and we are far superior than them and they're the virus in here but this virus seems to be very aware that we're about to press control delete and get rid of the fucking thing now what is your take on that and where are we as this being an opportunity to avoid our just get rid of this virus out of there because there is an opportunity here no, absolutely, man. That's the silver lining of this whole thing, right? And and uh, I spoke about it before. There's an there's an awakening, it's happening, you know. And they know ultimately, man. It never works out the way they want it to, right? It never does. What we need to realize, you and I, and everybody listening to this, and everybody that's alive on the planet right now, is that maybe it's not for us to see the victory, right? And people are looking for the victory tomorrow. This is a long war, you know, and uh, maybe it's not for us to see. That's not our role. Our role is to fight it. And our role is to keep it alive and create a base, like a good, strong foundation for those that come after us and those that come after us. That's the way we need to look at this, right? We need to continue to fight. We need to continue to build. We need to continue to push back. Ultimately, we will win. We may not be on this plane to see it. Right? We may not be in this, in this dimension to see it. We may be somewhere else altogether because we'd, we'd be dead at that point. But ultimately, our side, our people, our humans, we will win this. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But there's no doubt in my mind, they never win. They're not supposed to win. They lose. And I think they know that. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to change it. And they're trying to expedite things in order to change it. They're trying to freaking move things forward 8,000% in order to change it. But there is no change in it. You can't change the inevitable. It's supposed to go down how it's going to go down and they will lose. Plain and simple. There's an awakening happening now. There's, a, there's an awakening. Ha- Every time they do something, somebody wakes up and they're fully aware of this. It's like a self-inflicted wound. You know? They try to move forward, but they don't have a choice. Every time they push for it, well, we have to do this in order to advance our agenda, in order to advance what it is we need to do. As a result of you doing that, again, it's the yin and yang. Life and death. The sun and the moon. Water, fire. There's a reaction. There is a solution. There is, there, 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 something is going to happen. Every time they do something, there will be what it's an equal and opposite reaction, right? I think it's what I, I don't know. I don't know the the actual thing. Um, we will react accordingly, and they know this. They know this. So ultimately, we end up winning. It's hermetic law, isn't it? So there was a song that's just come out, and um, a few years back, and it says with a. Um, here we come on a dark star with the defenders of the faith we are. And that's what I feel like we're the defenders of faith. We just need to keep faith going long enough for the next generation to pick it up and run with the ball. It's like a relay race. And we've got a very important part to play. But as you say, we're only a part in the relay race. We just need to keep this information going. So the neck to carry the baton onto the next generation. 
because they're trying to get rid of the baton. We need, we are defenders of the information. And that's what I feel like our generation, me, our work is to keep this information going long enough for the next generation to pick it up. Um, Billy, this has been an amazing podcast. I love speaking to you. You're a legend in this, this um, information. You really are. And um, God bless you and your family. And I, it's a privilege to work with you, be sharing this information and being a team with you to keep this information going. Because as you say, we are really are the ones to keep this going for the next generation who we probably won't see the end of it, but we will always know we paid, played our part. And that's all I really want to say to my, my child when I have it. Did daddy do his bit? You're doing yeah. your bit and you should be very proud of yourself. Well, man, you, you're way too kind, way too kind to me, but I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate you having me uh, do this interview for you, man. I, I appreciate you asking me. I, I appreciate everything. And that's, that's one of the things like I, maybe I should leave people with is just really appreciate everything. You appreciate the good. You appreciate the bad. You appreciate them both. You know, one guy, actually, John Brissom, he's been on, on, on America Unplugged several times. He was like, listen, man, what's going down? I don't know what's going down. And, and he's a really smart guy. You know, he, get, he, gets, he, knows, he knows the picture. He knows what's going on. And he's like, man, I, I don't, I don't want to do this. And I just told him, I'm like, listen, man, it's a privilege for us to be here right now. It is a privilege. And that's for you and for me, everybody listening. We are privileged to be here during this time. That means there is a role for us to play. We wouldn't be here otherwise. When this whole thing is going down, God saw it fit that we be here at this moment, at this time. If you think it's you reincarnating and coming down um, into this moment in time, that's good too. Whatever you think, we are here for a reason. And it is a privilege and an honor to stand here during all of this. It's scary. Yeah, it could be scary, you know. But it is a privilege and an honor to stand with people, to stand with you, and to stand with everybody listening at this moment in time and uh, be the resistance, you know. What, what more can we ask for? Let's own it. Let's own it and, and, and push back. God bless everybody, Ben. I appreciate everyone. Take it easy. Cheers, Billy. Where, where, where can people find your work and hook up with you? Well, right here on Iconic, for one. You can find me <laughs> here on Iconic America Unplugged. Um, it's, it's been a nice ride. I think we have 25 episodes in, uh, and we're having fun. And the show will evolve. It won't devolve like, uh, like uh, humans uh, have for years and years and years. But uh, we, we'll continue to evolve and change the show and, and, and move forward. We're thinking about different things. It's, it's been a blast. It's been an absolute pleasure working with you and working with the, the Ike family. Everybody's been so nice to me. I, it's just the best, right? So Iconic, subscribe. If you're listening to this uh, elsewhere, uh, come, come over, subscribe to Iconic and support the free media. Uh, you can't do it on YouTube. People are still doing it, doing it on YouTube. It's only a matter of time before it falls apart. It is only a matter of time before it falls apart. Let me say this again. It is only a matter of time. So you've built up, I don't know how many subscribers on YouTube, and it's a life amount of work or years and years of work gone in an instant. Get ready for it, okay? We have to support our own. We have to move over to our own. Let's do our own. Build your own. And if you're not going to build your own, support Iconic. 
So come over here and do this. Um, also, uh, The Infinite Fringe is my podcast that I've been doing for about three years now. Um, so go find it on anywhere you can find a podcast on Apple Podcast. I also do a live radio show called, uh, by the same name, The Infinite Fringe, over on True Frequency Radio, iHeartRadio. You can find me over at hackerhameen.podbeam.com um, and uh, several other places that escape my memory right now. And uh, I'm on Instagram now. I had to open up a page because uh, I wanted to see the RZA versus DJ Premier. And in order to do that, I had to subscribe to Instagram. So uh, BRV3GS, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I don't have anything up there yet, but there will be. And you follow me on Twitter at OB1, you know me. If you can spell it, you can follow me. Richard, thank you, buddy.